This week's podcast brought to you by The Belted Egg. Our local bowling alley is being demolished and replaced by a semi-big box store. And when I drove past it this morning, it's half raised, but the big picture window with the word bowling and the bowling pins is still intact. And somebody had written in white shoe polish, goodbye. And it, it just made me sad to see this place that hosted so many of our kids' birthday parties and laser tag and a rock and bowl on Friday nights is uh, going goodbye. So I want to know what you think of this. You ready? You want to know what I I think of it? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm at our local park recently. Um, One of our kids had a soccer game. And there was an older gentleman who was just out for a walk. Was it me? (laughs) It wasn't you. Um, He was in slacks. I think it was like, it may may have been jeans. It was jeans or khakis. Button down, shirt rolled up at the sleeves. Jeans and slacks, two different things, by the way. Well, it was, okay. Well, it was either jeans or like khakis. A button down shirt and a headband. So, like, it was clear that he dressed in the pants and like a Bjorn the button-down. Terry yeah, Cloth headband? Yes, yes, or exactly. Or Cobra Kai? No, no, no. Bjorn Borg, Terry Cloth headband. So, it was clear that he dressed in this outfit. It's not like he was doing something else and then ended up on... It was a nice day, so he was on a walk. He put on this outfit for his walk. And um, I just thought it was, it was different. Like, if I was going to go for any kind of exercise, go for a walk... I wouldn't put on jeans or khakis. I certainly wouldn't put on a button down. I would I would put on a headband. My my guess Let's hear you was wearing khakis and a and a dress shirt, decided to go for a walk and then just put on a headband so that the the sweat didn't cascade down into the collar of his button down shirt. But if you're if you're home, wouldn't you just put on more walkie like clothes? Would I? Well, no, just you, the collective you. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't have been in the in the khakis and buttoned. I would have, I would have already been living my life in walking clothes, sweatpants, That's true, and a t-shirt. And this is not a criticism because whatever you wear, if you're out there exercising and, and making yourself healthier, that's a great thing. On the contrary, I think it's praise. I mean, I think it's awesome. Khakis, dress shirt, and a headband. Or, you know, Anything maybe, in a headband. Maybe what you should do, and maybe what he does, is he has a headband in his glove box, glove slash glove compartment. We've had that conversation before. And maybe when the spirit moves him, no matter if he's coming from work, coming from here, coming from there, no matter what he's wearing, maybe he's like, you know what? It's nice. I've got time. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to open my glove box. I'm going to put my headband on, and I'm going to go for a walk. I would like to get a headband and wear it on walks, but as a bald man, the the the, the headband it just kind of looks like a like a a belted egg or something. <laughs> a belted egg. I thought you were going to say like a halo. Um, well, as a bald man, though, but I wouldn't I wouldn't wear the I wouldn't wear the headband hovering above my head <laughs> on a coat hanger. That, it would a, be a, a belted egg. Would be a belted well, egg. Well, I. Uh, By the way, the belted egg. That's going to be the name of my pub. The belted. <laughs> I. It makes sense though for bald men to wear headbands because you have no hair to catch your sweat. The, and this guy had like a normal—I I don't know what normal even means anymore—but like a normal haircut. He didn't have extra long hair where you needed the headband to, um, 
you know, keep it in check. He wasn't bald where you needed a headband to just catch the sweat. He had just like a normal quaff, and he just had the headband. The normal coif, as you once said to me? <laughs> yes. I don't think I said normal when I said coif. You know what else is bad on a bald man? What is bad on a bald man? The visor. We saw an NFL game this weekend, and there was a bald coach wearing a visor. First of all... Forwards or backwards? He was wearing it forwards, but the whole point of the visor is to air out the noggin while keeping the sun off your eyes, if if I'm not mistaken. I mean, this is the first time I've ever given thought to the purpose of a visor. But now all you're doing is, is you're baking the melon while shading your eyes. Wouldn't, wouldn't a, a baseball cap be more effective in that? It's kind of like the pergola. Have we ever talked about the efficacy of the pergola? I don't think we've ever talked about the efficacy of the pergola. <laughs> the, effic- the efficacy of the pergola, kind of like the cone of verticality. Uh, I, I understand the concept of it, and I think it's from like ancient Rome or something, that when the sun is, you know, it, one side of the sky or the other, if it's setting or rising, it's casting a shadow, right? Doesn't it? Wouldn't that those slatted things cast a shadow, right? I suppose. But if the sun is overhead at the hottest time of day, when you most want the shade, isn't it just making little st- stripes of shade? Do you know what I'm saying? I do know. The what pergola you're is the. I thought is, the whole point of the pergola was because it kind of looked nice. I didn't think it had any function at all. Oh, I think the the pergola is the visor of awnings. <laughs> So it, it doesn't have much function. So so no no it, it has only as a function. But think about it. If the sun no, is, I hear is, you. But you, I don't know that it's when people have a pergola. I don't know that there's any function other than they think it looks nice, or they can have vines growing up it, or they can have lights on it. I don't know that they're when you if you have a pergola. I don't think your intent is let's get it. We need shade. Let's get a pergola. It's this looks nice. We let's have a pergola is a it, weird it, word it to say it, repeatedly. It, by the way, it looks nice. If you do it right, I'm sure it does. Yes. So, but but why not just cover it with something so that you also have the shade? Because maybe you don't want shade. Maybe you just want it's, something it, for your vines to grow it, it, up. It's it's like you're 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 sitting outside, right? In the sun, but you want a sunroof for the outside? I you but you but you're coming at this from somebody who does not like ever to sit in the sun. There are some people who like to sit in the sun. We were we were at a, a, one of our kids' soccer games this past weekend, and the mom who was sitting next to me, you know, somebody said, you know, we, sh- we should move into the shade, and she said, no, I like to sit in the sun. She likes to, so so you're... My dermatologist so, forbids me to sit oh, in I the know, sun. Oh, I, I understand that. I, I'm just I saying... I would love nothing more than, than to... to Maybe to, there are some people uh, who, who, who I don't like do I don't the look of a of a something in some a structure, an upright structure in their backyard, but they don't want shade. They want the sun. So there's your there, there's your reason for a pergola. I'm I'm not a basker. I I'm an anti-basker. You're um you're you're not the basker. You're the what's the thing in the back of the tandem bike? The stoker in the yes. back. <laughs> you're not a basker. You're not a busker. You're a stoker. Well, is this all because we brought up a a headband that led to a visor? It is, and and I should say that. But but just before I pressed record, and and uh, you already know how little thought we give to the content of these 
the podcast, I said, what should we talk about today? And you said, have we ever talked about our experience on 9-11? And, and instead? Uh, and I said, I don't know. But now we're talking about baskers and stokers. There's something else, though. We're not even nearly done with this topic because while I don't like to bask, I do like to sit out on our deck. Mm-hmm. And we have an umbrella there next to the little couch on on the deck, right? Mm-hmm. What good does that umbrella do if the if the sun is directly overhead or slightly not overhead? You can sit on the couch and be in the shade, but any other time of day, which is almost every other time of day, you have to move like you have to set up a folding chair fourteen feet away wherever the umbrella is casting the shade. Well, that's why they make umbrellas now that tilt a little bit, and then if you tilt it a little bit, um, it can give you shade. Oh, but this brings up does a good ours point. tilt? Um, I don't know if I, that one tilts I just pick or not. it up by the fifteen, the the, the fifty pound umbrella yes. stand, and I, and I move it to some weird yes. spot where it's now casting shade so, where I'm sitting. So this is perhaps where, we should get a pergola. This is this this is an interesting conversation. Well, maybe not, but to me, because this is where your world view, like why would someone have a pergola? You want shade? Who wants to sit in the sun? Affects your behavior. So this was a couple of months ago. And one of my friends was over and um, we we're sitting up on the deck and there's an umbrella up and she was sitting in the sun. And so you thought you were being thoughtful. You were being thoughtful and chivalrous. And you went like to a different part of the yard and picked up by the 25 pound base another umbrella and came over and put it down so she'd be in the shade. Do you know why? Because I, I don't know why. Because I am one chivalrous SOB. <laughs> and which was great, except that she wanted to be in the sun. You never said, would you prefer the shade? You just assumed because you prefer the shade that she would prefer the shade. So you went through, got, got the, this, the umbrella and brought it up and put it down. And, and then when you walked away, I, we both, she and I both started laughing because she wanted to be in the sun. <laughs> So As, it's just, sometimes you can't just assume that people want the same things As that you want. As a man. Yes. I know. Even when you don't know. I know when you're chilly and I know when you're too hot. <laughs> and I fixed that situation. Right. Wouldn't you be more comfortable if you weren't wearing a, a, a hot a big sweatshirt on this hot day this this goes back to when when we were and you say and you say no i wouldn't be more comfortable if i would be more comfortable that way i wouldn't be wearing the sweatshirt and yet i know i know that now you're just wearing it despite me and yourself because you really would be more comfortable like when we were newly married and walking down the streets in new york city on a on a cool winter day and you know typically i am my body runs colder than yours does and I was cold and I had a coat on, but I had, I was like, had my arms kind of bundled up around me too, as we were walking in the wind. And, and you said, if you, if you stopped acting cold, you'll be less cold or something like that. Like you're, you're acting like you're so cold. I said, that's because I'm cold. Well, it's just going to make you colder. That well, it made, <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> if you say so, weatherman Steve, like it made no sense. Well, before we get to my weatherman name, and I would like to think about that for a minute, I would be the guy in one of those old movies, because it certainly never happened to me in real life, where the woman says, I'm going to, why don't I slip into something more comfortable? 
I would reply, "Well, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna be cold. I think <laughs> that would it actually be more comfortable than whatever you're slipping into." It probably, like the, it's it's the physical version of mansplaining is going to get the umbrella or not understanding the pergola. But but I'm not done even with the the visor. But but first, my weatherman name. Yes, Steve Fury. <laughs> You can't steal Joe Fury's name, our local weatherman. So let's go revisit the visor for a second. Because is the visor better than the baseball hat for anyone other than somebody with an afro? Like if you have an afro and you can't fit a hat on, I get it. Or or any kind of big puffy hair or, uh, you know, sometimes well, it's if not you're just, a man or a woman with big hair on top. Like it's when just not a matter of fit. A, it, it looks cool that way. But when is a when is a visor advisable? Yes. You are now our, More our show's visor. Than a hat. You're part of our show's visor advisory board. <laughs> yes, but that's a that's a, a real question. When is a and maybe some of our viewers who who are who are big visor wearers can let us know what is preferable What's for a point? visor to a hat. Or, or, or preferable visor to a headband. I guess, I guess you get the little eye shade thing. Oh, I think it's got to all be about the eye shade. That's why, and, and, and it still, like, annoys me a smidgy smidge. Um, when our kids play Little League and the boys get hats and the girls get visors, like, why? Because the girls are supposed to have spent time on their making their hair look cute before the yes. softball game. Like it would make a lot I, more sense. I can sense. tell you why. Give the boys the fitted hats. and then, Or even now boys have long hair too. Just give them a hat where they can pull their pony through I, the I can tail tell you why. the back. Why? Because uh, some men have decided that the girls would be more comfortable <laughs> wearing visors, short pants, and uh, sleeveless shirts. That's 100% true. We're sort of at the time of year where um, – where we're back to eating dinner at like four something. And I actually had a friend post this on uh, in, on Instagram recently, Jenna. She said, like, it's the time of year where you're e- either eating at like 4.30 p.m. or 9 p.m. because of all the kids' activities in between. And, and I was thinking last week there was... Or both. Yeah, there. well, exactly. You, you do. You do both. You We would eat dinner at 4.45, get the kids to all their stuff, and then when they get home, of course, they're hungry again at like 9 p.m. or whatever it is. But I wanted to bring this up with you, and I haven't brought it up with you yet. This is something that that I'm being put on the spot for? Some heinous act I committed? Yes, oh, it God. is. Okay. So last week, um, I didn't make a – it wasn't anything fancy. It was just um, – Bangers and mash. Literally this, have this no is, idea where you're this going This is what we're this. having for dinner. We're going to have sausage and mashed potatoes. we got a couple of kids in high school, so they're already at the place. And our son and daughter both have soccer, so we asked our son. And he said, I, I'll just have, you know, I don't want to eat too much now because we run so much in soccer. So I'll eat cereal now, and then I'll eat the meal later. No, you're pointing your well, pencil well, at can, me. Hold can, on. Can I just, can I just say, yes. for those who don't know, Banger, uh, banger is somebody who rides the front of the tandem bicycle. <laughs> a mash rides in the back, right? Yes. So, you and I both, you and I and our youngest, both ate our our dinner at four forty five. Then we're running around getting the kids here, getting the kids there. Oh, it was actually a night where I called the basketball game from home. So it was a nine p.m. game because it was in Las Vegas. Can I just say about that game? Yes. Uh, I was watching it on the TV in the room next to where you were calling it, and it's about it's a forty second delay or something between what we're seeing and what I'm hearing from where you're calling it. 
And our son said, is that mom's voice? And I said, yes. And mom's right there through the door calling the game. He said, so if I yell something really loudly, it'll be on TV. And I said, well, I would hope you wouldn't do that. But sure, in theory, I guess I guess it would be. And so then he, you know, opened his mouth as if he was going to scream something. But uh, he didn't. Go oh, on. Good. I'm glad he didn't. Anyway, game ends at 11. I come out from the from the office where I've just called the game. Our son emerges after finishing homework or whatever he was doing until 11, and he said to me, um, can I have my dinner now? And I said, you never had your dinner? And he said, no. I was like, okay. So I go in the fridge to get out the bangers and mash <laughs> that I made earlier in the night, and I realized there wasn't any because... Neither bangers nor mash? No, neither, neither. Because you had had a second dinner. <laughs> when you had come home after picking up the high school kids and they had their dinner, I'm, I'm, I know they didn't eat it all. You must have had a second dinner and left our son none. I have, I have no memory of this. I, I can <laughs> of course either, you did it. I can neither confirm nor deny that that happened, I but could, I, I genuinely have, I don't recall. I, I, I knew. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I made dinner. I went in and, and called, talked ball game. You, you, I come out you at 11 p.m. bring home p. the bacon, fry it up in a pan. <laughs> and at, yes. And at 11 p.m., it's now on me to make him a second dinner. I could, or me make him a dinner. For me making a dinner for the second time. I couldn't believe it. Fortunately, there were some leftovers, previous leftovers in there that I could cobble together for him to eat. And, of course, some of this is on him. He shouldn't be waiting till 11 p.m. to have his have his dinner. And then you came down and and, think, and were like you were like you know uh, what can I can I scoop you some ice cream or something? And I, I think all I was of it just is on so him. annoyed I couldn't believe it. I had to leave the room <laughs> and collect and compose myself. Did, did you collect and compose yourself? I did. Got myself in a better frame of mind. I was like you know he, he kept the kids alive for the last three hours. It would be nice if he hadn't eaten our son's dinner as his second dinner. <laughs> but we'll let this one go. <laughs> But now I'm bringing it up. I I didn't let it go. It shouldn't be a zero-sum game. I should be able to have two dinners, (laughs) and then he can have as many dinners as he wants as well. There are a number of well-stocked grocery stores within a short drive of our house. He hadn't had his dinner yet, and you ate your second dinner. Did any part of you, while the girls were eating, and you're like, oh, there's some left, I'll eat it, did any part of you think, like, our son had breakfast, had, had cereal before soccer, maybe I should save him some? What I, I again, I don't remember this, but what I was probably thinking was, I'm hungry. That's I, all you were I thinking. Ate, I ate dinner at three thirty this <laughs> afternoon, like like I'm uh, in the early bird line at the Boca IHOP, and now I'm a bit peckish again at seven hours later at ten p.m. That's, that's probably fine. what I was thinking. So that's fine. Eat something else. Don't eat. Don't eat the dinner I made for our son. <laughs> Just don't. Don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to quickly mention that, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but the the track in Granby, Connecticut, um, which is the town where my dad um, and mom taught for years and years and where my dad was the cross country coach for 50 years, is named the Dennis Lobo track. And um, this year is the 50th anniversary of the Granby road race. And my dad was one of the people who founded the road race. Um, 50 years ago. And the road race is this coming weekend. It's on September 18th at 8.30 a.m. So if anyone is in this area of Connecticut, um, encourage you to, uh, and you're a runner. Um, I actually ran, I sort of jogged it last year. 
I did the 10K last year, and it was it was a jog more than a run, but I finished it, which I was really proud of myself for. And um, with with one of my friends, we 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 did that. But um, anyway, I won't be jogging it this year, but uh, hopefully have a chance to get there, and it's uh, to celebrate the 50th anniversary. So if people want to find out more, I'm, I'll actually post something on our Twitter which is at Ball and Chain Pod, um, and in case anybody wants to register for those who are local runners who want to uh, who want to get in a nice race on Saturday. Or in case people want to fly in for it. Yeah, or if you want to fly in. Um, I keep having emails in my inbox now that I've flown on Southwest that there's all kinds of deals from Bradley Airport. I don't know if there's deals to Bradley Airport, but uh, fly the, in, get on, get on Southwest, and, uh, uh, and fight for your seat. You've spoken so glowingly of that airline <laughs> in the past. And speaking of that, uh, listener Mark Simon, our resident, see our resident uh, statistician. What, what is our, our resident? Uh, he's definitely our resident something. I think it's yeah. our resident uh, statistician. He's a he's a jack of all trades. He suggested on Twitter that um, your your semi-weekly rants about your travel experiences should be um, made, made have its have their own segment, their own theme called "Traveling Violations," right? Yes, I think that's perfect. We could get Dom, Dick, and Harry to whip up a theme or something. I think uh, next time you travel, we'll we'll do that. Yes, perfect. Well. You have, as as you always do, you have an important phone call to get on. Yes, it's it's like living with a with a uh, a nineteen fifties insurance executive or something. There's always an important phone call. Sometimes you have to have a meeting. You have these mysterious rendezvous at coffee shops and whatnot. And uh, you're 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 a woman on the go. Yes. So we sh- we should wrap this up and get to viewer mail. Okay, let's get to viewer mail. I mean, we've discussed the efficacy of pergolas already, right? We have. We've uh, we've solved the Hardy Boys mystery of the bangers and mash. We have. We'll we'll, we'll save nine eleven for for another year. For another year. And um, get to viewer mail, shall we? We shall. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Uh, hi, Restiva writes Ralph in Maryland. I did not watch the Aces Sky game last Sunday, but I well may have noticed that you and Holly were dressed alike. I did, I did notice that Jump by Van Halen was played at the Mercury Dream Game for one held ball. Why Holly, Ryan, and Pam get W25 votes may have more to do with where they went to college. Utah, Fordham, and Maryland respectively. Curiously, there are no Maryland grads on the W25 list and inane travesty, I say. So, so people understand. We talked in my game. Um, I was the game I was calling from home, the Vegas Minnesota game. Um, we brought up how there was the the top twenty five players of all time. We actually talked about it on the podcast as well, and how I did not get a vote for that, but all of my colleagues did. Years ago, writes Ralph, I looked in my owner's manual under gas tank and fuel tank to see how many gallons the tank could hold. I had no success. One weekend, a friend and I were using my car to get another friend, and the topic came up. She eventually found the information in the manual under capacities. 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 Fuel tank capacities and pergola efficacies. (laughs) Useful? Yes. Perfect? No. I commend Steve for reading the viewer mail more slowly. Mm. Speaking of fuel tanks, Rebecca, thank you, Ralph. 
uh, speaking of fuel tanks, I filled my car with gas yesterday and noticed for the first time a warning label on the inside of the gas flap, you know, the little door mm-hmm. that you open. Mm-hmm. And it said, do not fill with something along these lines of anything under 91 octane. I was, I was, I was, kidding? I was pumping a tank full of 87 octane at the time and, uh, and looked at the pumps and the options were 87, 89, and 93. 93. Yeah. So what are you going to do from going forward? Well, so I, I, I got a, I got a drinking straw out of the glove compartment and I siphoned out a full tank of gas, spat it onto the sidewalk and then filled it with 93. Well, what, what I'm what going are you going to do, do now? Are you gonna I'm going to, I'm going to continue pump using 87 going forward until I stop going forward, <laughs> at which time I will try 93. Well, actually, but there might be a reason for that. So we should probably look into that. Well, of course. Who this was yesterday. A, who buys a car where you need to have the 93? And why wouldn't, wouldn't you think they would tell you rather than just uh, put a little sticker on the inside of the flap? Uh, is, it, is, it a, is it a conspiracy between the car manufacturer and, and big, big gas? It might be. This, can, can I interject something here? I have to, I have to articulate a big gas so I don't elide those two. <laughs> so you're not talking about yes. the big ass fans that yes. they have in some arenas? Can I... Let me let me throw something out there because we have it set up where one of the gas stations we go to, I can pay via my app. I don't have to go inside. don't have to insert a credit card. You get like 10 cents off a gallon. It gets direct debited or however that works. So I was having issues every time I went to the gas station um, having my app work. They went inside. They told me, you know, we're upgrading our system. This is going to get fixed. Most recent time I went in, I said, my app still not working. The woman said, oh, you know, it should be working now. Get in touch with, you know, you can call headquarters. I don't know if she said headquarters, but so I email headquarters, say my app, like it's not working. And so what you click on the app and you have to put in your like passcode, a four, four digit passcode, whatever. I get an email back. <laughs> And I say, you know, it works when I go inside. It just doesn't work at the pump. I get an email back from a person. You know, we're sorry that this is happening. Um, The buttons on your phone are smaller than the buttons inside. So maybe you're mishitting the buttons on your phone when you go in to put in your your, uh, password. I haven't responded. No. I'm not 90 years old. I can still see the buttons on my phone. It has nothing to do with that. It's your fault, <laughs> not mine. But really, are the buttons on my phone that much smaller than the buttons on the little keypad inside the gas station? It's like the They're IT not. guy on the phone. Have you tried? There's a three-pronged device at the end of a cord. Yes, I've plugged it in. Okay, right. okay. Now I'm going to ask you to look for a round button that says power. It's turned on. My my favorite way to deal with issues um, you know, with anything is if, if, if you can go on a place's website and you can do a, a chat, that's my favorite. Cause then if somebody says something about like the buttons, I can immediately respond. Right. No, I'm pushing the right buttons. Right. I, I've, and, and then you don't have to talk to them cause that can be kind of annoying sure. cause the connection's never great or you can't understand it's each other or whatever it is. for today's uh, youth. And, 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 and I've, that's always been my personality where I don't want to talk to somebody. And it's perfect for me. I love it. I love solving problems that way. So And, and I found over the years that they also don't want to talk to me. So it works so well. So it works out well. Anyway. Even, even the normally garrulous uh, extroverted people don't want to talk to me. 
Do you think it's it's uh, my headband? It might be. Your egg belt? Yes, my egg belt. Hey, Rebecca and Steve, writes Becky. It's funny, Rebecca mentioned her seatmate's breadth, breadth with a D, Rebecca, on this week's pod because apparently four years ago she tweeted about this very same issue and I retweeted it so it showed up in my time hop. And here's a four years ago today, Rebecca Lobo, you, Becky retweeted Rebecca Lobo's tweet, which is, you may remember this, Rebecca, guy next to me on plane has ridiculously wide shoulders. People like carry-on bags should have to prove they fit in their own compartment. <laughs> do you remember that guy? Do you remember that? Flight? I do. And it, he, he was just like a football build. He did have super broad shoulders. They should make different size seats. Like they should have some rows in coach that might maybe are um, two seats that are a little wider or it could be three seats and one's narrow because maybe it's a kid or a really narrow Delta broad. adult. Yes, <laughs> and not just for women. Yeah, it would be like like if you and I, for example, were traveling with one of our one of our younger kids, then you could have a broader seat, even though you don't really need a broader seat. And then the kid could have the little narrower seat. They, they it should not be one size fits sure. all. That would be that would be great, right? If anybody knows the uh, pitfalls of one size fits all, it's you. It's me. Yes. Uh, Rich writes, uh, greetings. Greeting B and C, Rebecca's story about her player measuring himself against her brought back a memory. My mom was about 5'2 on a good day, and I was a, quote, late bloomer. I'll never forget the day she said, as only a supportive mom can, Rich, I think you're taller than me. My thought bubble was, no offense, but that's not saying much. (laughs) As basketball players and fans, y'all will appreciate the Paul Harvey rest of the story. Fast forward to my 16th birthday when I got my driver's license. I checked in at 5'6 for that picture, so I really wasn't making much progress. As it turns out, I was reading a biography about Pistol Pete Maravich, and he said that he hung from the door jam as a kid in hopes of growing. Desperate times call for desperate measures. So I gave it a shot several nights a week over the course of a few months. It may have been purely coincidental, but I hit a growth spurt and never looked back, ultimately ending up at 6'2". It doesn't sound like any of the Russian kids need it, but there may be podcast viewers that need to hear a growth spurt tip Keep up the great work, Rich. I um, I had talked about you know the kids measuring themselves to me, and the and the other fun thing, um, like last year, one of the big milestones for for some of the kids was like slapping the backboard on a layup, and then if they could barely get their fingertips on the rim, because we have a couple of kids who are who are taller kids or longer kids, and this year after one of our we've only had a couple of practices so far, but after one of the practices, um. Like a couple of two of the boys can um, or one of the boys can dunk a volleyball and the other kid can like get close. And I love it. Like I'm I'm watching these boys like progression. And by the end of the season, I don't know, maybe if with growth, maybe the kid who can dunk a volleyball will be able to dunk a basketball. And for a kid, that's a huge, huge accomplishment, of course. And um, for anybody, for any of course. Yeah, exactly. Like I just I delight in watching like these boy men because like all of them are in some phase of you know kind of changing um just kind of the the things that that excite them you know slapping the backboard getting their fingers on the rim dunking a volleyball it um i don't know it just uh, and then and we actually had a practice last night it's a great practice and then at the end of practice these kids who you know (laughs) they're some of them are like he's turning into like big strong kids 
they just turn back into 12 and 13 year olds and you know because practice is over they don't have to be like serious anymore and they're goofy and tackling each other and just being silly and um i don't know i just uh i delight in it find someone who loves youth basketball as much as Rebecca does? Who loves you as much as Rebecca loves youth basketball? Is that how that thing works? You know, works, I, don't, that construction I don't necessarily works? love youth basketball. I do completely enjoy my time These particular with the basketball youths. My, my time with the teams. Youths. Yeah. Hi, ball and chain ballers. Greetings from your resident, resident deferential. This is Alex in St. Paul. Hello, The conversation Alex. about your daughter's road trip treat Edible cookie dough brought back a memory from many, many years ago. From many years ago, working in a northern Minnesota summer camp in the early '90s, we counselors noticed that the boxes of ground beef we were serving to the campers were labeled "Grade D, but edible." Oh no way! Wow, writes Alex. I'm sure this meat would have been soundly rejected under Steve's policy, never eating foodstuffs that required the edible tag, but probably also rejected by anyone if they'd been able to see the label before we fed it to them. Maybe it's better. To not know, grade D, but edible. Ugh. Ugh. This is at a, a northern Minnesota summer camp in the early 90s. Ugh. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> Hamburgers? Uh, ground beef, yes. Ground beef. Yes, grade oh D, but gosh. edible. I, wonder, I, we, I don't know if we have a, a resident uh, meat packer. But uh, can explain up to, we'll have to Google like the, the grades. I don't know if it's like like uh, old minor league baseball classifications. You know, the lower you go, I'm sure the the worse the quality. But but is there a grade lower than D? Let's let's get on that. Follow that I up for know. next week. And like, okay? how does how does that differ from you know when you buy meat when you buy ground beef at the at the grocery or Hamburg as I like to call it? Um, you can get it in different. You know, fat quantities. You can get ninety percent yeah. lean, or eighty-five, or eighty, or whatever. Um, but th- that doesn't mean it's a lower grade. I don't think we we really need somebody, or we need to figure that out because that's hideous. Well, you you know the you know grade A USDA grade A beef, right? Yes. Okay, grade but D. I've, I've never seen any other grade than A. Have you? Well, I think they only advertise the grade A. If well, it's not course. if it's not grade A, they just don't put it on there. Right. So anyway, we need to give that a little uh, bit Alex more. writes, I want to share a photo from last week of my young hoopster meeting Tamika Catchings at the Lynx Fever Game. She was so friendly, and it was a privilege to have this opportunity. Rebecca, despite your brief crossover period with this volunteer, we wondered if you have any memories of competing against Catchings. Here is, uh, uh, oh, look. Here's Alex's daughter with Tamika Catchings, and, sh- and uh, Alex's daughter is wearing the orange WNBA hoodie uh, T-shirt. Yeah, and I'm wearing that same. Uh, that wouldn't be an orange WNBA hoodie T-shirt. It would be an orange WNBA T-shirt, but it looks similar looks like to the, the familiar hoodie, hoodie that, that yes. many people know. And, and I'm wearing that you hoodie wearing right now. now. Um, yeah. I I've met Tamika Catchings a couple of times, and she was as delightful as Alex describes. Oh yeah, Tamika Catchings is one of the um, one of the best. <laughs> just just a she's a grade A human being. And uh, what a phenomenal player. And I don't believe, um, I don't know how much time I had opposing her on the court, um, but I've watched her and co- and covered her in some of her biggest moments, including her championship year and her last year. We, we, we called her last um, WNBA game uh, before she retired. And uh, just an incredible, um, an incredible player and a player who, you know, 
if there's like a standard bearer of how hard you can play and how much effort you play with and you know talk about a motor or somebody's motor especially on the defensive end Tamika Catchings is the standard of that like if, if somebody says wow she reminds me of Tamika Catchings and how hard she plays that's the highest compliment you can get. I have no memory of Tamika Catchings ever wearing a headband in the W. I don't know if she did or not, but but there uh, are players actually, who actually I think she may have. Yeah, she may have. There 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 have been players who have rocked the headband. Uh, yeah, Janelle McCarvel was go. one. Yes, yes. Was one Absolutely. who. Uh, yep. And of course, in the Wubble, Bill Lambeer until they got of course, the, yes. the salon into the bubble yes. in protest and solidarity yes. with his with yeah. his players who couldn't get their hair done. Bill Lambier wore the uh, wore the headband. Not a guy you want uh, on the aisle if you're in the middle on on no, in Delta no. Comfort. Oh no! Uh, finally, uh, the, 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 the the notorious DGS. Plays walk on the double O B G Y N. Doctor Gary Siegel. Dear Rebecca and Steve, writes Dr. Siegel, first and foremost, I applaud you both for kindly slowing down when reading viewer mail. Applaud us both? This was never my problem. This is always you speed reading. This is like you've, I've had something in my teeth for three years, and finally somebody said something, and everybody's relieved. I know. I kind of liked how you I'm kind of relieved. Read, read fast. Yeah, well. but, but keep your slow pace. It's nice. It makes an excellent podcast even better and leaves the author feeling a bit better, as I do realize that my submissions can be well a bit long. Thus, I'll try to make this note brief, addressing issues raised in the last podcast and adding a wee bit of insight as well as a Formula One update from the excellent race in Italy at the Autodromo Nazionale di Monza. I think familiar, known to the rest of us here on planet Earth, Rebecca, as Manza. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, bullet points. No, no numbers. Uh, nerf, nerf bullet points. One, I have taken the liberty of pasting below an image from the owner's manual of a 2021 Honda Odyssey with the hope that it will be helpful for you both. <laughs> the owner, the owner's manual of the Honda Odyssey came up at our daughter's volleyball game last night. Listener Carl said, "Why didn't I just look in the? Why wouldn't I just?" He said, "If you're, you mean you didn't have a spare tire when you when you were trapped on the side of the road for five hours, and his daughter did stop by to, to ask how I was doing." Mm-hmm. He said, "What if you, what if you're you're." Uh, Odyssey stalls in the middle of the Arizona desert, and uh, you have no cell service. And I said, it, 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 you know, and you don't know how to, and you can't, sh- and you don't have a tire to change it. I said, I said, well, even if I had a tire in that situation, I would need Wi-Fi or cell service to watch the YouTube video on how to change a tire. And he said, oh, come on, you've got to be kidding me! Can't you at least look in the owner's manual, or don't you have an owner's manual either? We do have an owner's manual. We do have manual. an owner's manual. And I would I would look it up in the owner's manual. But thank you, Doctor Siegel. The, I'm going to be in the for, Arizona desert, by the way, this weekend. I will make sure not to uh, rent a Honda Odyssey. Did you actually? I can't remember. Did this happen, or did we just talk about it possibly happening on the podcast where you stall in the Arizona desert and then you run mic and drills for people? <laughs> set <laughs> up think, cones and flares. Said that at some point. Yeah. Uh, bullet point two. Because I am an obstetrician, I know that as soon as the umbilical cord. Of the firstborn is clamped, the father is enabled with a magical ability to watch sports from the sofa with his eyes closed and snore. In a similar vein, no pun intended, the mother immediately grows a second set of eyes in the back of her head. <laughs> Amen, Dr. Uh, it's the application of the clamp that sets all of this in it motion. Does. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, new parent 
Ryan Rucco was calling the Twins Yankees game yesterday. And whenever whenever he calls the Twins Yankees games, as they noted on the broadcast, something uh, something remarkable happens. Usually uh, in favor of the Yankees. So yesterday, Aaron Judge hit a three-run homer to tie the game in the bottom of the eighth, and the Yankees went on to win an extra innings. But I was I couldn't tell if he was just grateful to be out of the house or if uh, duty compelled him to uh, do the Yankees game yesterday. I think it was the latter. Well, when I say duty, I mean duty compelled him <laughs> right. to leave the house. He is on diaper-changing yeah. duty, so yes. Uh, as an Atlanta native, writes Dr. Siegel, we do try to fly on Delta, but our children live in cities also served by Southwest, and sometimes the advantages of Delta, implied by Rebecca, are outweighed by the deeply discounted prices on Southwest. Since Mrs. DGS is in charge of those arrangements and my input is generally ignored and or not helpful, another thing that happens at the firstborn's umbilical cord clamping, we've flown on Southwest quite a bit. Rebecca, you are indeed correct, back to that cord clamping miracle, that the maternal grandparents are generally preferred for babysitting, hanging out after a hurricane hits your city, and other things. Don't get me wrong. We would have loved to have had our son and his family after Hurricane Ida, but we're seven hours away from New Orleans, and the other grandparents are three hours away. Since my son works as a hospital-based obstetrician with it, with 24-hour shifts, he was able to commute a couple of times to work while New Orleans was being put back together. I'm happy to say that the younger Siegel family is back at home, and just before I began this email, we were sent a picture of our oldest granddaughter eating healthy fried chicken from Popeye's in New Orleans, a culinary treat in a city that is known for its cuisine. <laughs> I hope it was at least Cajun spiced, right, Rebecca? I get nothing from you. The Italian what? No. Oh, yes. the, the Italian Grand Prix at Monza was marred by a frightening crash between the two championship protagonists, uh, seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton, Mercedes, and Max Verstappen of Red Bull, who at 23 is a veteran now in his seventh season of F1 racing. No one was injured, thankfully, as a relatively new safety device, the halo protected Lewis's head from Max's tire as the cars ended up with one on top of the other. Uh, our son and I watched this. It was indeed frightening and without the halo which which uh, sort of forms as implied a, a, a rock solid ring around the driver's head um i think hamilton might have been killed oh wow I mean, it was the uh, verstappen's car raised up with the updraft i guess and came down the big tire and part of the car on hamilton what would have been hamilton's head and shoulder had it not been wreathed in this Mm. Halo. Um, both drivers reported to the race stewards after the race, and while many attributed this to a racing incident, in quotes, Max was found to be more at fault and was given a three-place grid penalty for the next race. This also allowed McLaren, the second oldest team after Ferrari in Grand Prix racing, and who have had a few lean years to finish first, Daniel Ricciardo, and second, Norris, which uh, added to the enjoyment of the race for fans worldwide. These are, Usually the podium is, is Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen this year. And Valtteri Bottas, uh, um, Hamilton's teammate. Lastly, should I forget, 41-year-old Kimi Raikkonen, a Finn who is short on words but quite clever and humorous, is retiring this year. I hope that you'll enjoy a short video from 2012 in which his race engineer and he converse via in-car radio about strategy on the way to a win, as well as the picture and video from Monza and a picture of the McLarens all below. All the best. Gary Verstappen is walking away from the crash. The right rear tire did contact Hamilton's helmet, but the halo prevented any serious injury. Um, thank you, Dr. Siegel, for your your uh, missive as always, but I, I love the F1 updates. Formula One, uh, uh, pardon, Rebecca? Just say what you're gonna say. This will get people say, sort of behind the scenes. Uh, um, I've gotta get on my call. Okay, go now. get on your call. 
And uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry will, will play us. Dr. Siegel, I'm sorry. Here's your hat. What's your hurry? Rebecca has to get on the call. Play us out, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in its cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.